time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Do you have plans? January 28th. It's a full moon, you know. It's the full wolf moon. And I know what I'll be doing. I really hope that you will join me, me, and the other fabulous person who brings you the soft shoulder, Allison Tarr of techcoven.com. Yes, Allison and I are combining our magic on the night of the full moon and inviting you to join us for a workshop called Self... Nope. <laughs> nope. It's called Tarot for Self-Love Rebels. So we are combining her wisdom of tarot, our shared love of tarot, our shared rebelness, our shared love of self-care and self-love practices, and we are having a very special workshop. I invite you to join us. You will hear more about this if you have subscribed to newsletters from me. If not, that is the best place to get any information clearly in your inbox um, before anybody else does. I don't I'm not posting anything on social media. So head on over to RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com and scroll down to the little drawing of a little letter. Get, uh, I think it might say get newsletters or something like that. You can subscribe and you will get all of these details sent to you plus the link. But for now, I just want to tease you a little bit and say save the date. So this is for people who um, you might not know anything about tarot and you don't have to. You don't have to read tarot cards. You don't have to have tarot cards, okay? Also, if you are a tarot enthusiast, uh, a tarot expert, you will still really enjoy what we have to deliver to you, uh, exploring the lover's, exploring self-love, the lover's card um, with uh, our own little twist and permissions around what it means when you are a self-love rebel, like I know many of you are, even if you refuse to call yourself that <laughs> because you're a rebel and how dare I put a label on you. Uh, we're going to have a good time, but sign up for my newsletter if you want to get those details in a place that's all in one place for you and a link where you can sign up. Um, that'll be January 28th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, the night of the full moon. It's going to be wonderful. I really can't wait to see you there and thank you to Allison Tarr for bringing you the soft shoulder every time. I really love going out for brunch. <laughs> Haven't done that very much in the last year and a half. Um, and here's something that I love specifically about places that serve brunch. So there's often places where you know, that's all they do. They're just a breakfast joint. That's it. They don't have other lunch menus, dinner menus. They're not serving alcohol. It's brunch. That's it. 
the decor is committed to brunch, the menu is committed to brunch, and some of these places I've known have been like, we serve brunch between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m., and it's cash only, and that's on the door, and you know exactly what kind of a place that is, right? So if you're looking for breakfast, you know where to go, and you know to bring cash, and it's all very clear. (laughs) When you get there, you get what you were expecting, right? And you don't walk in there wondering if they're gonna make a spaghetti dinner for you because you know that they won't. And then they all go home and live their lives and they don't have to keep a whole bunch of other ingredients in the fridge. They don't have, like they're managing their resources so smoothly. If they just have one menu, a handful of ingredients, they that's all they're doing, that's all they're storing, that's the inventory they're managing. The staff, it's just, that's it. There's no night shift. There's no, you know, you get the picture. So they are doing that, doing that so beautifully. I love it. They know who they are. They know what they're doing and they do it well often, right? They're like a well-oiled machine. (laughs) They know as soon as you sit down, they're like, let's get coffee in those mugs and they get it to you because that's what they're doing, right? So recently I used this metaphor of a restaurant in my Art of Self-Marriage group. And I've used this before specifically around um, why it's important in relationships, in work, in so many areas of our lives to be clear about what we want, to be clear about what we are offering and what we are not offering and also to use our voices and ask specifically for what we want. So this works on a micro everyday kind of level with very practical applications. One of them actually being a restaurant, right? Like if you go to a restaurant and you sit down and you don't order anything, you can't get angry at the restaurant because you're hungry, right? They've given you a menu. You need to tell them what to make. They're not going to start making some stuff because you're, you know, you, they can read your mind. That's not how anything works and <laughs> it's not how relationships work. Certainly it's not how restaurants work and we've been trained mostly, right, in this, in this area. Um, but it's also a really great metaphor to take to a much bigger place, which I'll get to in a moment. But let's just come back to this breakfast situation, okay? So, you know, if... If you don't ask for what you want, this seems, and I know, this seems so obvious. (laughs) Guess what? If you don't order eggs, Benny, you're not getting eggs, Benny. And you know what? That also applies in relationships. That also applies in work, right? That if you're a restaurant and you don't put your hours on the door, no one knows when to come. If you're sometimes open in the morning and you're sometimes not, they don't know, eventually, at least I, will stop recommending. A, I wouldn't recommend. So this happened to me with a coffee shop in my neighborhood. It was so beautiful. Oh my God. The inside was so beautiful. And they made great coffee and they made great smoothies and they made amazing sandwiches and they served edible flowers. And it was like, oh, and there was hardly any people there. Um, many times of the day, which was so perfect. So it was that I can work here quietly. There's good music. It was like such a gem. And they were just open sometimes, like with no warning, they'd just be closed down. Sometimes I wanted, someone wanted a coffee date. This is 
pre-COVID. So somebody wanted to meet for coffee and I was like, oh, I have this beautiful place I can recommend. It'll be so great for a meeting. But I couldn't do that because I didn't know when they were going to be open or not. And they would never even put that on the door. It was just random, right? Eventually, they lost my trust. So you can also see (laughs) how that applies in other relationships as well. If you're all over the place and your behavior is inconsistent, people are going to stop showing up because they just can't trust if you're going to be open or not. So this metaphor is fun to use. I like to use it in both where I am both the patron of the brunch place or the restaurant and the chef or the owner, right? So... Let's think about this in terms of, so if you have issues with boundaries, if you are um, a people pleaser or you identify with those words, then you are the kind of chef that has people coming into the restaurant and they don't order and maybe they even whine or they kind of go, I don't know, I'm just, I want something warm. And you're like, okay. And then you just (laughs) try to make try to guess that maybe they want soup, maybe they want oatmeal, maybe they want a warm salad, maybe they, I don't know. And you're just trying to guess and they're not, t- and then you bring it to them and they're like, oh, yeah, like that's not what I meant. I want something else, but they won't order. Dear listener, does this sound at all familiar? Are you, <laughs> are you doing this in any relationship? Could be in your business, right? Or could be at work. If you are, um, you know, not being clear about what services you offer, let's say. And people can kind of go, hey, do you do this? Can you maybe make this? And then they don't really like it. And you you are just creating all of these custom meals for people who probably aren't really the clientele that you're wanting to attract. And you're not getting a chance to shine as the chef that you are. Maybe you're a specialty, like all you do is fresh pasta. You're not able to shine in that category because you're too busy looking up other recipes and trying to please These people who are not making clear orders from the menu. Now, they may be doing that because you didn't provide them with a menu. So this is why it is really good to decide what are you offering? This, dear listener, this can be, um, you know, in general in life, but it can also be just on a day-to-day basis. Like, what are you offering today? What are you offering at this party? What are you offering over the holidays? What are you offering in this specific relationship, right? All right, how much time is available? Um, What's on the menu? What do you have to serve? And this is something that you have to serve, right? Yes, there may be an exchange, but you you don't want to put something on the menu that is going to basically like drain you completely and is way more of a cost to you and your energy to make this creation than it is for the patron to buy, right? If they're buying like a $15 burger and you are making all these special accommodations and get in and importing special ingredients and you actually lose 40 bucks on that, that's not what, that's not how you want to be moving forward, right? So it's a way to get really clear about what you actually have. What's your capacity? You know, what are the, what's your ingredients means? What's your capacity? What do you have to give? What do you want to give? right? What feels good to give? And if you are that chef who has a great talent for something, something you're good at, what do you have an abundance of that you enjoy giving? You can be really clear about that, right? Like if a friend is like needing help in a lot of categories and you are clear that you are really good at making phone calls, 
but you are not really good. You don't have a lot of time. Like you've got stuff going on with your family and your life and you don't have a lot of time, but you can be like, I am great at making phone calls and booking appointments. Give me a list. I will be that person. And you just take on that very specific thing instead of this blanket, like trying to help in all of the categories, right? Also, that is so helpful for your friend, right? Because it's clear, <laughs> like the brunch place, right? It's like, here is what I'm serving. I am serving up the service of making phone calls on your behalf. And this is how I'm going to do it. And they're like, okay, great. They know what they're getting. They know what to be grateful for, what to thank you for, and what not to ask for from other people because it's getting taken care of, right? So thinking about what's on your menu is a great way for you to decide how much capacity you have and how generous you want to be and with what exactly. If like the brunch places are so great because they're like, we serve eggs. We serve pancakes. We don't serve waffles. If you get eggs, they come with this, this, or this. Here are the choices. And they lay it out for you, right? So if you could create a menu of what you have to offer, this is just very helpful for you and for them, right? This is for you and for other people because don't you love walking into a place and seeing the menu? <laughs> like, what do they have here? And imagine walking in and the chef's like, well, you know, I don't know. I could make you like lots of things. Uh, I don't know. Like, what are you in the mood for? It's like, I don't have time for this conversation. Give me a menu. Like, tell me, tell me what you do well. That's what I want to have, right? You being clear about what you want, about what you have to give is such a gift on either side. So let's move to the patron. If it is really clear what you want, then you can look for a restaurant that's going to serve you what you want. If you want fresh ravioli, you're probably not going to go to a pub. And if you want sushi, you're not going to go to a brunch place, right? But if you just say you're hungry and you're not really sure, and then you like louse, you know, other people to make decisions for you and you end up somewhere else and then you can be like, oh, like you're not satisfied. That might be fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with going with the flow, right? But are you complaining lately about not getting your needs met or about how you didn't really like that meal? Are you, do you find yourself even just mentally inside going, oh, I didn't really want that. I didn't, if I was going to spend money on going out for a, like a nice meal, I didn't really want to spend it on sushi. I wanted to spend it on ravioli, right? So that little voice of irritation, listen to it. It might be whiny and annoying and you might be embarrassed by it, but listen to it first. Listen, because it's like, hey, what do you want? You didn't get your needs met and maybe you're whining or sulking. <laughs> Why? Tell me, tell me what you want. This is such a gift. It enables us to A, get what we want, but also it allows the people in our lives to make choices, to make choices based on what they have available, to make choices based on what they want. And then when you have two people like, hey, I really want some fresh ravioli. And the chef is like, well, hey, Danette, you're in luck. That is my number one signature dish. So sit back and I'm going to get that. Do you want it with a red sauce or do you want it with a butter sauce? I'm like, okay, I want a red sauce. Great. <laughs> then we're both happy, right? We both get to shine. We both get our needs met. We're both very clear. So this works out with relationships in all kinds of things. Also with, you know, your work, right? Do you, do you work weekends? Well, it depends. Well, decide. Decide when your hours are and let 
your clients know, and then they can choose from that menu. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, right? Um, so taking this to a bigger place, well, I'm going to pause that for a second. So you might be listening to this and being like, well, Danette, what if I don't know what I want? Like, you know, especially like when you're hungry too, it's just like when you let the hunger get to a certain stage, I don't know about you, but it's like, I don't even know what I want anymore. I just need something in there so that my brain functions because I can't even think anymore. Right. And I think that for so many of us, and I wonder if you can relate to this, but I imagine there were a lot of scenarios in your life or maybe your upbringing or even, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of ways in which we hold back on asking for what we want. We are taught to tame, tone down what we want, right? That it's not polite to ask directly for what we want, that it's rude or that it's un whatever like, you know? And so we just be like, oh, I just want to be easygoing. I don't want to be too much trouble. I will take whatever you have to give. I'll be okay. I'll, you know, take less. I'll get what I'm given. There, of course, is like a good side, you know, like there's a, there's an aspect of this that's very beautiful and humble of like, I'm accepting the moment and I'm, again, going with the flow and I'm like finding peace in the here and now, yada, yada. And I think, you know, when it takes a tilt into this place of resignation, like why bother wanting anything because I'm not going to get what I want. Or I just couldn't even imagine being the kind of person who has a demand because, you know, your caregivers maybe um, taught you that that was very selfish or rude to, you know, have the audacity to say, I want to sleep in the top bunk. I want the red cup. I want to watch this program. I don't want to wear a dress, right? So if that's you, then I have some beautiful homework for you. Understand that it might take a while for the want program in your mind to load. If you're not using it on the regular, if you have not used this muscle of allowing yourself desires, of listening to them. And this is like where it's you, um, uh, Kasha Urbaniak, and I hope I'm saying her name correctly, uh, who runs the Academy she has a book out called, um, oh shoot, <laughs> why do I do this to myself? Um, I believe it's Unbound. I will put that in the show notes. Anyways, so she talks a lot about desire and about specifically how you don't get to choose it. I highly recommend her book, by the way. It's about women and power. Um, you don't get to choose your desires, right? It's like turn-ons. You don't, it would be nice if you were turned on by something that didn't threaten anybody, but that's not how that works. Your body responds to you, what your body is responding to. And desires, she says, is the same way. And I agree with her. Okay. So you, it might be nice if you want it. I just want to cook for everybody. I just want to open my doors to all these people who want to come in. I just want to work extra time and make my boss happy because my boss works way too hard and expects everyone else to do the same. Like I I would, it would be great if you wanted the things that are going to get you the approval. And it would be great if you wanted the things that will avoid having conflict with people in your life. But guess what? You don't get to pick what you want. So if you haven't been accessing that, listening to that, understand that it will take 
time to load, right? You might, you would go in this freezing mode, like, I don't even know what I want. You're just going blank. That's fine. Don't give up there. Stay there. Stay right there. <laughs> Stay with yourself. And just try some things on. Try, I want, I want, I might want. If I'm honest, I think I want, right? Just keep going, keep going. Go for quantity. Make the biggest list you possibly can list. Notice how difficult that might be. And if you have a hard time getting in, one of my favorite things to do is um, start with um, what you don't want, <laughs> because I think we're pretty clear about that. Maybe that's a little easier, our resentment, our anger. Uh, I don't want this. Great. That's a starting point because there's an opposite to that. What is it that you don't want? What is that the opposite of? What would you want instead? What, would you, what do you want less of in your life? What do you want more of in your life? Really, if you made this a practice every day for five days, three days, um, writing a list of like 25 things you want, anything at all, don't worry about if you're going to get them or not. Don't worry about how. Just practice desiring, listening to what you want so that you get that muscle working again. We don't want to judge ourselves, right? When all of this self-love work, you are married to yourself, perhaps. You are engaged, committed, committed to the idea of self-love. Wherever you are on this journey, the judgment, there's no place for it. There's no place for it. And you will judge yourself. And then don't judge yourself for judging yourself. If you can remember, remember me saying that, okay? If you catch yourself, be like, oh yeah, Danette told me this would happen. <laughs> uh, it's totally normal. Danette judges herself all the time. I don't need to judge myself for judging myself. Let's just stop the cycle, okay? So this is gonna happen. It's gonna, it's a muscle that needs building. Give yourself time. And congratulate yourself when you notice that you have a preference, when you notice that you have a desire, right? Not all of them will be achievable or actionable in this moment, but that's not the point. The point is just you listening and being in touch with your desire, that muscle, okay? So taking this to a bigger place, taking this out of day-to-day, -day, you know, your, your work-life menu and your relationships and things on the table in your brunch, your metaphorical brunch restaurant. Um, I want you to now imagine that the universe, the world is, is like this dreamy, um, amazing restaurant. You are the only person sitting there. You have a beautiful table. Ooh, actually think like if you've seen Last Holiday, think like Queen Latifah at that like chateau and she's like, you've walked into the dining room. You look like a million... 10 million bucks and you're sitting there and it's like the world, the chef wants to thrill you, okay? That's what I want you to picture, something like that. Except it's not a French chef, it's all of the goodness, all of the abundance that's possible in the universe, right? You have to order something. You have to come there. They're like, I will make you whatever you want. What do you want? If you imagine that this is true, if you imagine that maybe, maybe you could get, I don't know, 3% of what you want, 
20% of what you want, you know, maybe even more, but even if it was 3%, okay, and you could dream up anything, what would you order from that restaurant? This chef, this magical chef is like, you know, I can do anything. Let me see. Let me see if I can make you what you want. What do you want? Now, this is where, you know, a, a wonderful place to fantasize from. In fact, you can use this as the prompt for your optional homework of practicing writing down your desires. What would you send to that magical chef for your life? What would you want? You could have anything. Now, what's important about this being kind of magical and like genie-like is that like no one's offended and we're making this up. <laughs> so you can be as specific and you should be as specific as you can be. I want a nice, you know, car. What color? What make? What model? Like get into the details. You get to choose. If not, you're getting some default. You're getting default options right? If you order, coming back to the brunch place, if you order eggs and they're like, well, how do you want your eggs? And you're like, eh. they're just going to decide and maybe it'll be what you like, but maybe not. But you know what? They would do it exactly how you like if you told them, right? So when you are dreaming big for your life, you don't need to know how it's getting made in the kitchen. You're patron at this magical restaurant. You are the guest. You're not the chef. It's not your job, okay? The chef is going to figure out how to bring these things together. The chef will figure out what kind of magical circumstances need to align. The chef will also figure out that if you order poison, <laughs> it will substitute that for something else because it doesn't want to kill you, right? And so just trust that you are in good hands. If this was true, what would you order? Have fun with this exercise. Have fun with all of the different things that you could possibly want. See what it feels like to want something without knowing if you're going to get it. But like, what if I told you to like list a hundred wants and yeah, 3% was going to come true. That's three things on there. So don't you want to make sure that everything on that list is pretty awesome? Because you might get it. This is how we plant seeds. This is how I believe we plant seeds, our dreams plant seeds in us by giving us the desire. Like what, where's that desire coming from? Who knows? What's on my list in my magical restaurant will be different from what's on yours. And I like to believe that that's because there's some sense of purpose and unfolding here. And I am desiring these things for a reason, just like babies desire to crawl and their bodies start moving in that direction, but the desire is there first, right? So um, I think that your desires have a message for you, which is why it's really important to listen to them, don't you think? You know, this is not being selfish. You know, you can want whatever you want, and that doesn't mean that you're gonna be hurting people for wanting what you want. You haven't done anything yet. We're just listening. We're getting to know ourselves. How this is so important is, well, A, there's the whole you living your purpose, you seeing what's possible. You may be getting so much more of what you want in your life. It is just faster. It is easier. There are chefs 
metaphorically in your life all over the place who would love to help you. They can't unless you order something, unless you request something specifically, right? And this is a skill. So practice asking for things that are specific. Practice getting clear about what you want. Practice asking for what's possible. So, you know, at the brunch place, it comes with toast. We have brown or white toast. You know, they didn't say rye, but maybe they have it. It's not going to cost you anything to say, hmm, do you have any rye bread? They'll say no if they don't, but they might be like, actually, we do. And then you might get the rye. So see what's possible. Asking doesn't cost you anything. You are just curious about what's available. Play with this, assuming that you can get what you want. If everything that you said was sent to that magical chef in the sky, (laughs) this genie who could grant wishes, get specific with it. Get really specific with it. See it as an experiment. When you do this, dear listener, not only are you helping yourself by listening to your dreams and desires, it is a loving thing, obviously. If you're in love with someone and you are partnered with that person, don't you want care about what they want, <laughs> right? Like, don't you want to know what their dreams are? Don't you want to know what they really want? Of course you do. When you care about someone, you want to know these things. So get curious about what you want too. When you do this, it's loving for yourself and also the more you know about what you want, the more clear you will be able to be with others, the more authentic relationships and connections you'll be able to have, right? You're not going to be sitting in that sushi restaurant wishing you were somewhere else, being kind of sucky and disappointed about the whole thing while the chef is like wondering what they're doing wrong. Like, well, they're sitting here in this in my restaurant and I'm it's a sushi restaurant and I I can't seem to please this person I don't know right the more we are know what we want and we don't want we can make choices about where we are where we spend our energy it empowers other people to make choices too it is respectful to know what you want so that you can give other people clear choices about what kind of relationship they're in whether that is you know, them as a client or them as your barista or them as your partner or your friend or whatever kind of relationship you're in. So, dear listener, take that homework on, will you? Make those lists of desires. Pretend you're ordering from a wide open menu. You get to create your own menu and send it to the magical chef and see what they can come up with. And wouldn't it be amazing if even a tiny percentage of that was delivered so beautiful and so delicious into your life? Wouldn't that make you curious about what else you could ask for? Dear listener, I wish you all of your heart's desires and I wish you a beautiful relationship with yourself where you could listen and hear And where that little part of you, that heart that's dreaming, trusts that it will be heard. If it's quiet now, just know you how to keep showing up and keep letting it know that you are trustworthy with these desires. Keep on listening. Don't give up. 
You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Take good care as this year winds down. Wherever you are, I wish you magic. I wish you simplicity. I wish you comfort. And I wish you love. Take good care. We'll talk to you soon.